0: welcome ladies and gentlemen to episode 345 of the AMPM podcast my guest this week is mark casey mark is laser focused on amazon on helping amazon sellers create better listings get better conversions and that's what we're going to be talking about this week lots of actionable tactical things that you can do to really boost your conversion rate to really help your listings and to sell more on amazon i think you're going to really like this episode don't forget, next week, the Billion Dollar Seller Summit is beginning in San Juan, Puerto Rico. It's not too late to grab a ticket if you go to billiondollarsellersummit.com. And hopefully, you can join us in Puerto Rico. Got an amazing lineup of speakers, a lot of networking, a lot of fun uh, right on the beach. It's going to be uh, some good times had by all, and you don't want to miss it. BillionDollarSellersummit.com. And don't forget, this summer, I'm debuting the Billion Dollar Sellers newsletter. It's 100% free for listeners of this podcast, so be sure to go to billiondollarsellers.com and put in your email address and name to get on the beta list so you can be one of the first to get this brand new newsletter. It's going to be chock full of advice and tips and strategies and hacks for e-com and Amazon sellers, billiondollarsellers.com. Enjoy this episode with Mark Casey.
1: Welcome to the AMPM podcast. Welcome to the AMPM podcast. Where we explore opportunities in e-commerce. Combers. We dream big and we discover what's working right now. Plus, plus, this is the podcast where money never sleeps. Working around the clock in the a.m. and the p.m. Are you ready for today's episode? I said, I said are, are, are you, you ready? ready? Let's do this. Let's do this. Here's your host, here's your
0: host Kevin, King. King. Kevin King. Mark Casey, welcome to the a.m. p.m.
1: podcast. It's an honor to have you here. Thank you very much, Kevin. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been looking forward to like the day where we're going to actually both sit down and able to record this because we're both busy people.
0: That, that's true. But, you know, we actually recorded something back in uh, September of last year. I think it was at the Sail and Scale event that Helium 10 threw. And I had like a little table set up outside the Helium 10 Elite yeah. workshop. And you you came by and I was recording just anybody that would stumble by that I could grab by the arm and say, hey, come over here and uh sit for five minutes. And I think you and I sat there for, I think it was more than five minutes uh, just talking. And <laughs> yeah. when, when we put that podcast out um, in uh, September of last year, it, like your section was one of the most popular sections on the entire podcast. It got <laughs> a lot of good feedback. So I was like, I got to get you on. You got to come back and uh, and do this again, because, uh, you know, some people may not know your name or they may have heard your name, but they don't know exactly what you are and who you do, what you do. And I would say, if I describe, someone said, hey, what's this Mark Casey guy? I would say, hey, he's the fixer. You know, he comes in and, and fixes, the, fixes issues. Whether you have a, a crappy listing, he can come in and fix the whole listing uh, from the images to the copy to the SEO to the A+, to whatever. Or if you're having some sort of issue with Amazon where you're having to fight with them, he's got solutions to help in some of those problems. It's, it runs the whole gamut. Is that correct?
1: <laughs> it's more or less correct, I would say. Yeah, so it's funny because like people always approach me like, "Oh, I heard your name somewhere. You give a podcast or whatever." But I don't know exactly what you do, uh, which is funny because like I guess yeah, throughout all the years of me being involved with Amazon, I was always excited about different things. But I guess now we're, I'm more narrowed down to like more the optimization point, the creative, the marketing, the branding, um, because that's essentially kind of where I started. Now you you actually were never
0: actually a seller. You never like took one of these courses and were actually selling yourself, but you worked for some big
1: companies, uh, in the beginning, right? Before you branched out on your own. Exactly. Yeah, I know. So I was never a seller, which is funny, but like at one point out someone like, you know, people started talking to me and giving me like, all well, these phrases, I'm like, what are you talking about? But like, that's when I first first started my background's in marketing and branding. Like I, I've been doing that for some time and how I got involved with Amazon was, uh, one of the brands I was working with to help them with their optimization and their marketing and their branding. And like, oh, we're you know we're branching out to Amazon, and for me, Amazon at that point was like we order something and it comes in two days. Like it wasn't. I never thought about it in a seller perspective. So um, this is what, like, around 2014, 2015, something like that. Yeah, early, early on. So it, it was something, but it wasn't as crazy as it was today. So I'm like, when you approach me, I'm like, no, I just let me stick within my four corners and where I'm happy with, and you know. And he pushed me, do it. I'm like, okay, I'll see what what it is. So. That's where it kind of started to be like, whoa, there's this whole ecosystem and world that I never even knew existed. Like I was always on a consumer point of view or just buying a product. But realistically, like every click or every scroll or writing a keyword plural or singular makes a world of a difference. So I took I took out it from a different perspective, right, where I would learn Amazon SEO or the algorithm and then I would combine that with my marketing knowledge, right? So, you know, they have a listing, I would address all the points and make the consumer happy because, you know, putting the different points in the infographics or lifestyle images or what colors to use, et cetera. But at the same time, I would also look out because I know Amazon wants to see how long they engage with the listing for, you know, when they click the, um, I forgot exactly what it's called, but like from, from, um, add to, from when they click to your listing to add to cart, how long did that take? Amazon takes all these things into account basically. So whenever I created listings, I did it in a way that was, making the consumer happy in order to add it to cart and then Amazon happy for them to see that they're adding it to cart and purchasing it, et cetera. So,
0: yeah. So what you you said you, you combined your marketing. What, what did you do before the, what, what kind of marketing stuff were you doing before this whole e-commerce
1: uh, deal? So marketing was, I mean, it was more, I would say design focused um i would help like design like packaging and just in general general design like i was always like a hustler when i was a kid you know i was so like you, that you had like, to, like a little side were you working for a company or you had like a little side uh no, like, just, freelance business yeah. no just something i did like on my own because uh, i just like design i like business so i was just like you know like hustling. Um, and then I went to college and got a degree in marketing and branding. Um, and then I got hired by by the company, you know this uh, beauty brand to do all their marketing and branding and like the whole creative and the whole idea. And then they threw me into the Amazon jungle. <laughs>
0: uh, and so that that started around 2015, right when this whole FBA thing was really starting to get some some wind under its sails. And so a lot of people must have been
1: coming to you saying, "Hey, we need some help with everything." And so. It, things just exploded, right? That's how it started because I started doing this for a company, right? And I'm not going to go work for other people. But then it's like, hey, you know this Amazon thing. Can you help me too? And it'll be even from friends, right? Or, or family. So then I would help them out here and there. And then people were like, okay, come, come work for me. And I'm like, me, my personality is like, I don't like working under people. I like working with people because I don't like being micromanaged. So I, I'm still on good terms and I love them like a brother, uh, you know, the brand that I worked with. Um, the brand that I work with, we're we're really close. But I I told them, I was like, I think I want to branch out. I'll still service you. I'll help you. I'm here, whatever. Um, But I want to branch out into my own thing. So then that's kind of where I started this unofficial agency where, I'm starting to help a couple of people here and there. And like the numbers were really growing. Like we were able to get people, um, you know, to really the next level where their brand was on Amazon. So
0: you started out as a one man show. Are you still like the one man show today? Or do you have a whole oh, team yeah. working <laughs> for you? I-, I was gonna say, you, know, yeah, you, know, right, you, you gotta you know. have a
1: team. No, 100%. We have a team and I'm very thankful for every person on my team. So I did start off as like this one guy and then, you know, got my assistance. But now we have close to 10 designers throughout all our senior designers and whatnot. We have four copywriters and then we have our, you know, SEO and developers and whatnot. So we have a nice team around like 15 plus people, um, which I'm very happy about. And they, they're the ones who kind of do all the magic behind the scenes and help us create the listing, optimize them. But at the end of the day, what I don't give up and as busy as I am, which is a funny thing, but like, yeah, I can be really busy. I'm still the creative director behind the projects because I have a certain vision for every product that comes through our door. Right. So when someone brings me a product, I would think of like all these out of the box ideas, which will make the listing successful. That even if someone is the greatest marketer or whatever, won't understand it in the way I understand Amazon and marketing. So. Um, I'll be the creative director behind it, even if it's for one minute or fifteen minutes. Give the idea behind the project, and then my stamp of approval goes on each project that we send out the door as well. So, is your team U.S.-based, or is it, a, is it a mix of it's U.S. A mix. And- yeah, I mean, honestly, it's, I think it's very underrated the talent you could find around the world, especially now with COVID being remote, like, is totally you know normal. Obviously, our copywriters and content writers are U.S.-based, um, and then some designers, and then the rest. Like, yeah, we have people over. Um, overseas, who have really good talent, we're really, really, really picky about you know the the talent that we hire, and we don't just hire anyone. Even for like basic edits, we want someone who understands. And we could speak about this more in depth. But the, like for example, a main image isn't just a main image. There is so much science behind the main image. Let's talk
0: about that. What's what is the science behind? I mean, it's for those <laughs> listening, they, they they may they they think they need to show the the front of the product or the cover or the. Maybe it's it's the box, and and maybe they do a little pick food test or, or yeah. something like something like that, or they ask their friends and family which one do you like best, or they have their own favorite, and they throw that up, and 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 pray. But it's the, that main image. I mean, there's three things that are important on a listing. The most important things. That's the price, the, the title, and the main image. Uh, and I think the main image is probably actually the most important. Some people say it's the price or the title. Title gets you discovered, helps get you discovered, but the main image is what justifies the price and helps to, to pique the interest and lead them down the path. And so many people just, they, they just don't spend the time or energy on that main image. So what are some of the, some things that you see that you could recommend? Hey, People, you need to pay attention to this, 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 and
1: this, or do this, this, and this. I always say, like, think out of the box. Just think different. There's so many ideas that we came up with that are 100% TOS compliant with whatever rules with Amazon. But it just stood out so much. That like their 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 conversion rate and their click through rate will like jump through the roof just by updating it. There's so many things you have to just you have to you have to keep in mind, right? If someone's scrolling on Amazon, there's there's it's like it's a hard nightmare for someone who's ADHD, right? So a hundred things going on: sponsored ad, videos, uh, you know, display ads, a hundred different things. You have to be the one that stands out, and then you get the click. Once you get the click, is another story. We can continue, but it literally continues the story about your product. But your main image is something that you want to have the the shopper get a sense of what your product is and explaining it but without giving everything away and without making it too busy that they're just going to look over your product right away right um so like showing something it includes or showing like for example when we worked on like um i think either shampoo or something it was and had like aloe vera right so we would put we would put like a little hint of like an aloe vera leaf or whatever it's called um on the main image so right away someone understands that this shampoo is associated with aloe vera. And, you know, we we started getting the clicks like that.
0: So that was on the main, when you say it's on the main image, that was actually on the physical product or that was like you put it kind of as a graphic or something in there? Mm,
1: kind of as a, like we Photoshopped it in. We Photoshopped it right next to the bottle where it looked like it was part of the bottle, but enough for them to understand that it's not part of the bottle. Um, and this is something that, you know, even if they don't understand, their subconscious mind understands that, hey, this is aloe vera. And then their subconscious mind starts to think, um, aloe vera, is soft aloe vera is good for my hair, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, without even thinking about it, so all these subconscious things, right, that your mind is already telling itself that you may not even realize, and then which gets you to just click that image. That's you know the main where this whole funnel starts. I would say
0: that's that old adage of an image is a thou- worth a thousand words, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> so, so it, what are what are some other things that you can do to actually make your image stand out? I, I had. Uh, on the previous episode, I believe, uh, uh, to yours, we had someone from uh, uh, Product Pinion actually, and he was talking about, uh, we were talking about some different ideas and things that you can do on the main image. But I'd like to hear from you. Well, you're, the, you're the guy that's, that's yeah. run a bunch of these. What, what are some other uh, cool things that you can do to just pop on that page?
1: I'll tell you something cool and I'll tell you something funny. So which one do you want here hear first? Uh, let's do the uh, the funny one first. The funny one. Okay. So the funny one was what I heard. I think I, I forgot where I heard this, but we tried it and it worked and was hilarious. It's turning your main image, product image upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, totally out of the box and crazy, but it's not, officially not against terms of service to put your product image upside down. But uh, imagine looking on the search results and your supplement bottle is literally just upside down. How many people do you think are going to click just to see, like, is this a glitch? Is there something wrong with my computer? And once they click on it and they go on the listing and your product is a good product, you're going to start to get conversions.
0: All right. That's cool. Uh, I've, I've seen <laughs> it's people funny. do that. Yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. that in,
1: in magazine
0: ads where you're flipping through a magazine and someone runs the ad, the, the ad upside down just because you're like, what the heck? It makes you stop. It's it's interruption. Exactly. Yeah, you stop and like you flip the magazine over or in your case, you're like looking at the supplement. What the heck is that? And exactly. you're, you're naturally curious. So you're going to click on it and and then see the rest of the listing. Oh, this actually looks pretty cool. I guess they just messed up. Uh, Amazon messed it up. Um,
1: you yeah. know, so that, then, that's cool. What, what's a what's a cool one? So the cool one. OK, so this is something that you it's a, not so deep, but you have to just understand it. Um, so, for example, we have a client who sells like um, office products, and he has a box, right? So the the product packaging, he made the the product packaging in a way that the corner of the box was leaning towards the right. Meaning, it was the, the corner was the it was in the right corner, mm-hmm. and in your subconscious mind, it, it's telling you to add it to cart and 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 click to the buy box, right? So this may not make sense. Right away, if you think about it, right, so imagine like I'm just i mean I'll show you like this, right, so let's say he has a box, and he put you would put basically um the angle, the right angle to mm-hmm. point this way instead of pointing it that way this way, and then in your subconscious mind, you're thinking at to cart. so whenever you whenever I first discussed this with them, we were bo- he was confused, I was confused, we were both like, you know what let's try it. He tried it, and it really worked. He said that. Out of all his competitors, he was the only one who was doing this, leaning the box towards the right, and he started getting clicks, and he started getting sales. And I said, how do you know it wasn't anything else? He said, the only thing we did within this week was update our main image to just point right. And he did it on his other products, and they started picking up, which Mm. I was really in disbelief about too. And then I spoke it out with someone else. He said, yeah, that has to do with your subconscious mind. It's telling you to add it to cart. And then the funny part was the competitor's – the competitors tried to copy this idea, but they didn't know what they were copying, right? They're like, hey, look at this guy who's all of a sudden his product became like, you know, the best seller or whatever in this category. So everyone wants to copy him, but everyone was turning their box other ways, but they didn't point in the exact angle, like, you know, which I just mentioned before. I can tell
0: you, I shop a lot on Amazon. I probably buy uh, hundreds of dollars a week, if not more uh, of stuff, different items on Amazon. And when I'm buying, as a, as a buyer, forget as a seller, as a buyer, I don't read squat. <laughs> yeah. uh, unless it's technical, I need to know that this, uh, you know, this HDMI cable is a 4.0 version or, or, or you know some, some very technical special thing, then I'll look. But otherwise, I don't read any of it. I don't read the title. I don't read the, the bullet points. I don't read the description. I don't look at the A+, unless I'm really contemplating between two different things. I look at the images and if if the images don't sell me, I move on. Uh, everything I need to know should be in the in those images and then I look at the I'm not a big price conscious shopper, um, so i'm not going to like let me see if I can find this for a dollar cheaper from somebody else i don't really care I just you know I'm not going to go down to page two or three looking for for a bargain so that's that's me, and I think there's a lot of shoppers that are that same way it's you you've got to sell them in those images, and there's things like you can do like you you just hinted at like infographics and lists and comparisons. What are some of the things that people should be doing um, in their images? Should they be telling a story? Should they be, uh, some people say storyboard it out and actually tell a story. Or some people say, no, do a listicle, do a comparison, do a, uh, infographics to show all the pieces and the parts, answer all the questions. What, what, what's your
1: strategy on this? We kind of like to do a mix of both. Um, Our general rule, obviously, each category, everything's different. We like to um, combine three lifestyle images and three infographics per listing. right? Obviously, every category is different. Supplements will treat a different way. Um, That's the general balance we like to keep to. Um, So you could keep a story in there, and we could also combine both. You can have an image that's a lifestyle image and then also add infographics to it. Um, But you want to keep it clean that people understand right away they don't have to scout and look for or they don't have to zoom in and many people when they make infographics they make the text like so cute and small i promise you no one's zooming in and sometimes when i have clients in our office I, I would literally open up my computer and i say don't move from where you're sitting right now which is the average space between a computer screen and your eyes can you read what this says he said no so if you can't read it do you think anyone on their small little phone or computer is going to be able to read it so it's it's all about making it just visually appealing um, nice, and for people to understand what it is. And then um, more in specific, let me think. So, uh, so let's keep it, it simple. So so
0: many people, they put too much stuff in the image.
1: Mm-hmm. Or
0: in order to actually read anything or to actually figure it out, you have to actually enlarge it. Uh, and you, you want to try to avoid having
1: to do that. Yeah, it's use what, big symbols, like use big icons, make it understandable. You, you, you have to understand people in the shopping have kind of a pain point, right? Oh, I need a new crib. Why? Because I don't have a crib. So I'm looking for something that could fit A, B, and C. So you right away have to sell them why they need your product rather than everyone else's. And you have to do that in the second image, right? I, 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 I was speaking to him earlier today and he said no one goes past the fourth or fifth image unless they're really heavily invested or... You're, so to speak, telling a story. In that second image, you need to be really clear and precise. Don't just put some cute little whatever. You need to talk about right away the selling points um, of why your product is better and why they should purchase it and why they're going to be happy. So one technique or one idea that we do is part of whenever we create listings or, or whatever, part of the market research that's included um, is we research competitors. We see what are they doing and what are they not doing. On top of that, we read through the reviews and see what people's pain points are. So let's say um, I, I got I, I have a pack of hangers and the hangers are they say not you know they, they keep slipping and the clothes and people are happy of people are upset about pulls and whatever. We find out all the reasons why people are upset. Now we know what people's pain points are. Take those pain points, put them into your listing. Now you're talking the language of your customer. If I'm shopping for hangers, it's because a majority of people are upset that it slips. So when we go and we say advanced technology or something that it doesn't slip or it has whatever feature, you already know in the back of their mind they're upset about it. But you're talking about it and boom, they're going to purchase your product right then and there just because you spoke their language, you spoke to their pain point. So are you using tools to actually do all this or are humans reading all this it's stuff? It's called a human, yeah. We have one person on our team who literally is dedicated just to research. So let's say the product comes in, you know, we'll see who their main competitors are and then we'll see in, in, a, in, a, in a visual aspect of like, you know, what are they doing? What are they not doing? Um, and then we research, we go through those reviews heavily and we look at what are people complaining about? What are, what are the most things people are talking about? Or well, the grip is not strong enough or this is not. So then we take them and we use them as marketing and selling points that we know are going to talk to the customer.
0: So on A-plus content, when it comes to that, a, a common mistake is people just repeat stuff from their, their bullet points or they repeat, repeat some of the same images uh, from their, their, their six images. What are some very important things you should
1: be doing when it comes to A-plus content? How should you approach that? Sure. Um, so I don't think there's anything wrong with reiterating one of the main points because you want to put it in their head, right? So like the non-slip feature, again, putting those pain points in A-plus content is totally fine. But A, talk a little bit about your brand. I mean, there is a brand story, So that which is more recent, right? If you asked us a year ago, it would be a different strategy. but. You, you want to reiterate um, even a little bit about your brand, that your actual quality brand and you're not some, you know, just drop shipping from China or something like that. It's important because at the end of the day, people want to feel like that quality, right? So I'm sure the majority of people who sell on Amazon, their products are manufactured in China. Our... our- twist or take on it was um it it's designed in USA. And we use that just putting the American flag and just wrote even designed in USA and people sales started convert you know, started picking up. Why? Because people just like the American flag and we did a pick foo on it. We did a pick foo with two of the same images. And we asked which one would you rather buy? And the and I think eighty or ninety percent of the people chose the one with the American flag just because like oh it, it just builds that bond of trust. So even though it's design, a manufactured in China, made in China, um you can still say it was designed in USA. There's nothing wrong with that, and it really helps with sales. So going back to A plus content, you want to reiterate that um, premium A plus content. Honestly, like if you're eligible for it or if you're not, you I mean whatever you should try to get eligible for it because there's so many things that people are still discovering that you could still do with it, with video and just it filling up your screen. Um, For those that
0: don't, don't understand, what are the differences in the premium A plus and just the regular A A plus?
1: Yeah, so uh, there's a couple of different things, but in short uh, and simple, it's mainly the sizing I would say different and features. Um, so a couple of features are there's like different like um, detail points where you can click, it's clickable. You there's different slides you can go through. You can add a video to A plus content, and main thing it's a size that's optimized for mobile. So that's a huge big thing, right? Because right now when you make your A plus content on mobile, it just like it's either really zoomed in or really zoomed out. Um, with with premium A plus content, you can. It's made, you make two different sizes. Like, right, when we do premium plus content, we deliver two sets of assets, one mobile and one, one desktop. Reason being is for mobile, it's literally fit for your screen. So all the uh, graphics are clear and, and, and easy to read and understand. Um, and then for desktop, it's, it's, it's much larger, also much wider, fills up the whole screen.
0: Now, are you just helping people on Amazon do SEO or do you help them if they migrate over to Walmart or Shopify or anywhere else? Or is your focus primarily Amazon?
1: Laser focus on Amazon. I always, I always tell people, say, "Do you do PPC? Do you do this?" I was like, "No, I, I really focus on what I'm good at, just because that's what I'm good at. I don't want to spread myself too thin, you know." But yeah, Amazon is the wheelhouse, I would say. But I have created, you know, like, like you know, brands and and uh, marketing and whatever for just regular day to day brands as well too. And one of the things that
0: you see people coming to you sometimes. And I know you uh, look at your website, Mark Casey,
1: I think it was it Mark Casey, SEO.com, something like that. (laughs) That was was my one man band days, but I kept it because we got a lot of traffic from there. It's now it's house of amz.com or our secret site is Amazon (laughs) amazonseo.com. Cool. Um, So at at the secret
0: site, Amazon (laughs) amazonseo.com, I see that there's a list of, you know, some some services and stuff. So in addition to like the A plus and the A plus premium are you helping people with video and stuff too, or you just focus on the image side of things?
1: Yeah. Video as well. That's something that we started like kind of focusing more on as well is that we'll come up with a really good creative or storyboard. Um, and we would produce either like two different types of videos. One would be like an easy, like PPC type of video, um, which is like something you can, you also use for your listing image, but more like product focus, more graphics, moving things. Um, and we got more into like cinematic style, like commercial videos, which people, love. And the reason is like, I mean, there's two things people love. <laughs> My mind really just runs much faster than I can possibly speak. But okay, there's there's two things people love. One, they like cinematic type of videos where it just feels like, wow, this is a real commercial. It's a it's like part of a huge brand and it's really nice. So that's uh, some type of video that we do like really high quality cinematic. But UGC is so underrated. And I'm not sure if we spoke about this last time, user-generated content, but um I see a lot of people utilizing it and it works really nicely. Um having someone just pick up their phone, talk about your product or making it feel organic putting on your listing. Cuz nowadays everyone's minds are are used to scrolling on TikTok or Instagram and they just see people making videos all the time, right? So since their mind is used to that and they don't feel like they're being sold anything, right? You know, it, it just feels more organic. If you take that strategy and implement it on your Amazon page where you take a video that feels organic that someone's not selling you something it's a testimonial or whatever and i'll put it on your amazon listing the same effects will happen there too
0: so how do you get that do you do you go to your kids and say make me a video of my <laughs> spatula or do you go to your wife or your husband or your, your next door neighbor or how or do you reach out how what are some exact steps to actually do that yeah. without paying some big huge agency or something to get, get some of that kind of content
1: no, there's actually, I, I think it's called Billo or Brillo. I, I don't remember. I, I sound funny. But I know there's one that's super cheap. Uh, one of my clients like was showing me how, like you know, because people ask us, I'm like, there's no point in me trying to mark it up. And you can go do it yourself for so cheap. Um, there are a couple out there, but I just know, on um, I, I think it's called Billo. There's um, another one called Join Brands, too, uh, that, oh. that, that
0: helps create that stuff at an inexpensive rate
1: yeah so and then and these people the creators love to do it because it just a free products and b it just kind of shows that they're more official oh they're getting brand partnerships and whatnot so they love to do it but it's so underrated and there are people who really know what they're doing so they could take it to the next level um obviously it costs a little bit more but like they make it really really feel like a professional like tiktok video or those people who just literally take it hey i tried this and you know it's really working and and I think nowadays, uh, and all the bigger brands are starting to do this too, if you look at their TikTok page, is they understand that if you put an ad or put something and people feel like they're being sold, it's not going to convert. If you're putting up a more organic style video at, 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 and at the end of the day, you're wanting to obviously sell them, but when they don't feel sold and there's not, you take away that pressure, it's, it's more organically going to convert.
0: So how's AI? AI is the hot topic right now. Uh, yeah. One of the most downloaded episodes of AMPM podcasts in the last several years is one that from January about AI. Yeah. I just recently went to a conference in Vegas that was all about AI, uh, and quite a few Amazon sellers were at this event. What? How is that going to affect your business? I mean, I know you said you have four, right? I think you said you had four content writers. Mm-hmm. Are you going to only need one of them now because the <laughs> three, three of them can be replaced with an AI and just have the one guy or gal checking? Or how is that going to affect – how do you
1: see that affecting this whole e-commerce Amazon business? For sure. And I got this asked quite a couple of times, quite a few times. Um, the way it is right now, I still feel it doesn't have that you know, human touch to it. Um, it, it it is really powerful and I'm not just someone who's in denial. Right. So like right now, like for, if you just look at it, it doesn't have a human touch. It's really strong and powerful. But that being said in two years from now, yeah, um, it's, it's going to be worrisome. It's going to be like, Whoa, (laughs) uh, it's going to get really good, especially through more data and more, just more of it learning of what's good and what's not good with the feedback. I feel like it's really going to be, you know, side by side comparable, never the same, but comparable.
0: I mean, there's a service out there that right now is actually going to be taking using mid-journey and some of the AI, the APIs for the AI, the APIs for the AI, they <laughs> can take your images. I've seen one company they were on the Helium Ten Elite back in January where they can take, if you have a chair, let's say you're selling a chair, and you get the, a picture of the chair from your from your Chinese supplier, and it's just sitting in a room. You can actually take that chair and then with the AI, say, I want to create a lifestyle photo where this chair is sitting in a, a room with a fireplace, there's a blanket on the couch, and out the window behind the chair is a is a, a Swiss uh, chalet uh, or something with some snow. Uh, <laughs> and then you can actually, it'll create that image using your chair as, as the model. And you can change the colors on the chair, you can change the textures, and then you can take that, and there's another company that's actually allowing you to take that and then do testing. You know, it's kind of like a PickFu, but... Uh, they uh, PicFu doesn't have this as of this moment. They may in the future, but they have ability to. Are, they can do two images side by side, and then you know the people write just like on PicFu. They write their the reasons. I like A over B because of this, and they write comments. And the AI reads those comments of 50 or 100 people, and they see it sees a pattern. And everybody's like, oh, I think the uh, the fireplace uh, should be have have bigger logs or something. Then the AI automatically creates a new image wow. with bigger with bigger logs. Uh, in it. And I think the chair should be facing, you know, it'd be. I, I would like to see a little bit more of the back of the chair. So they, they angle it slightly different. And it does another comparison, a split test. And you, a new group of people actually vote and you see what wins. It's, it's going to get super sophisticated. Yeah, uh, that's um, pretty crazy. It, it's, <laughs> it, it's pretty cool. And so I, like you said, I think it's going to take a little while for it to take off. I mean, people are using it right now to help write their titles. If English is not their first language, it's cleaning up their copy. People are using it to analyze reviews, you know, the winner of the billion dollar seller summit retu, uh, back in February, the virtual billion dollar seller summit, she did a 10 different ways to use AI to analyze your PPC and, and write it out to a Google sheets, pretty sophisticated stuff. Um, I know you're like right now, uh, you, you advise some guys, I think, uh, on a, how to get reviews removed. In fact, with this, you know, Amazon, people are always like, how do I get a negative review removed? And, and you're all, and we're always like, you can't, you know, most of the answer is like, you can't, sorry. It doesn't matter how bad the review is or how inappropriate or for even a whole different product. It's almost impossible. But I think you just, you advised a company now that's actually analyzing the review, right? Reads the review. Then you, you it reads the terms of service from Amazon and the community guidelines. And then it looks for, okay, in this review, this section right here violates these uh community guidelines and then it writes like a like a plan of action or like a complaint and says uh this review should be removed because blah 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 this particular part might offend uh, this group of
1: people and you're seeing some success uh with that right yeah okay so it's really something revolutionary that i've been like you know asked to like help with and and this tool and just from amazon knowledge and when they first approached me, I was like, this sounds so exciting because no one, like a fee, a feedback, yeah, people can get seller feedback removed. Product reviews to get removed, unless it's a shady way, no, you can't you can legally, you can't get it removed. That's like what's in everyone's mind. So then, so it was like three, four years ago where they asked me where they where they started. I mean, more recently, they asked me to come help them and consult. What do you think? How are ways we can change it, improve it? Um, and they, they built this AI and they taught all the older terms of service, all the older guidelines, community guidelines, and everything to the AI. Then what they do is they collect all the reviews from your listing, they scrape it, and they upload it to the AI. And the AI will come back and say these reviews are against these terms, this terms of service, and here's the exact reason why. Then they'll go and manually open up a case with Amazon, but with proof. So right now, when people go to open up. Uh, we try to get a review removed through a case they just go and oh this isn't fair oh they're talking about whatever they go with real data to amazon and say hey this re- review goes against this terms of service here's the exact reason why please remove it and i've seen in front of my eyes where i was like in little shock this is like i'm getting the goosebumps right now because it's always just so fun and exciting like i said this is like a hobby for me but I've seen where Amazon literally responded. Thank you so much for bringing this to our attention. The review XYZ has been removed from our platform. We thank you for making our community a better place. And I was like jaw dropped. Like this is like we've hit gold, you know, like kind of idea, kind of type, which was crazy. So and the crazy part is the more reviews that they get removed, the stronger the AI gets because, okay, XYZ worked and ABC didn't. So then it gets stronger and stronger, and then the reasons get more you know accurate, and Amazon re- removes these reviews.
0: So this is not a penis, This is not a cure all. So anybody listening, thinking I can get any negative review removed, it's got it's got to meet <coughs> certain guidelines. So it, if if your product sucks and someone just ripped you a, a new a hole, they're probably not going to be able to get that removed unless it violates one of these these community service guidelines. But the AI is really good at, at matching that up, and then writing a, a strong case uh, as to why this should be taken down uh and so th- what's the success rate maybe 15 20 percent or
1: so i would assume yeah i think it was around there um they actually were doing it for a lot of like top sellers and aggregators until now um just to, like to test out the fields and it it's successful so we we got a couple of clients on board like some of our vips were like hey do you want to try this out and in the beginning you're like is this legit? I'm like, this is 100% legit, and you see the work in your dashboard. You see it in your in your case log, where you're opening it up, and Amazon's literally responding, "Yes, you can. This is uh, this review has been removed." Um, the crazy part is, it's so sophisticated where it can pick up where um, one reviewer, if it left a couple reviews, a negative reviews on a couple of your products, a couple of different of your products, will come and alert us as well, right? So we can go now to Amazon and tell them, "Hey, this reviewer." is abused like it, like they're attacking us and a lot of competitors do this right but now the ai could tell us hey this person left five one-star reviews across our product line and then now we make the case with amazon to explain that to them and they will remove all five reviews like tell me that's not crazy <laughs> can you do that also where will the ai take that to the next
0: level where like you can input i don't know say i'm just making this up 20 asins of your competitors and you can will it go and analyze all the reviews to see if there's some sort of pattern of like this guy, you know, some this guy is attacking these five people and, you know, these seven these same seven people are. Or uh, writing bad reviews or whatever what we'll do what we'll go to that level or maybe
1: that's the next version of it or something I think that's the next version of I it mean, that's a super good like idea because yeah there's so many people who are just like uh, having all these buyer accounts buy and you know you know how the whole the whole yeah. spiel goes where you know're they're, they're, they're abusing and taking advantage of it so I don't think they're they're doing that as far as to my understanding but the negative review removal it's like it's really like I feel like wow this is like the next level of something that's like So valuable. And I wouldn't, it's like, I wouldn't, if I didn't see it, I wouldn't believe it. But like, we did it for our clients and they really removed reviews. I'm like, wow. (laughs) Well, what's the name? What's the name of that? It's called Ugly Feedback. It's powered by an engine called Trace Fuse. That's like the main engine. And then Ugly Feedback is a service basically that offers it. I love the name. It's such a cute, (laughs) cute name, easy to remember. (laughs) Ugly Feedback. Ugly Uh, Feedback. (laughs) Uh, That's cool.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. I just, this AI stuff is—it's—it's just—it's going to change everything. I think you're, 100%. a lot of companies I, are going to be having to readjust the way they do things. It's going to give a lot of more power to people to actually really analyze and hone in. I think it's going to make products better. What do you think about this recent thing that Amazon did uh, back in uh, late March, early April, where they actually started showing two things that they started showing? They started showing uh, this product so has sold a thousand units or whatever in the last week for some of the best sellers. And how do you think that's going to affect, like, product pages and listings? And then they also are doing some testing uh, where they were doing some testing where they are showing this product has a high return rate. You know, 20% of customers or something return this product. What do you think about that stuff that Amazon's been playing around with? I don't know if it's going to be permanent or not, um, but they're, they're testing that right now. How do you think that's going to affect
1: uh, listings yeah, sure and, uh... and things? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's either permanent, but okay. So the first one with showing the sales, I think it's a pretty cool feature. It's showing more social proof. It looks like because I remember, I'm, I remember hearing that Amazon wants to like veer a little bit away from how people view reviews as social proof, and they want to look into other ways. And it looks like this is one of their ways that they're using as, "Hey, uh, 500 or 1,000 other people bought it," um, which is pretty cool. So I feel like that could help rather more than hurt. Always, uh, obviously, I could see it of hurting people, but. The high return rate, that's horrible. Like, that is, um, if I saw that when I was shopping, like, majority of people return this, I'm like, heck no. Like, no, I'm just going to buy something else that people are yeah, happy yeah. with. Yeah, I think that's a big – and that may be Amazon just trying to actually get people to fix their damn
0: products. You know, actually – I mean, because returns are a huge issue. I mean, if you look at logistics magazines or logistics websites, the return game is a mess. I mean, mm-hmm. because Amazon – especially with Amazon making it so easy to return – what do you do with all this stuff? It's filling landfills. They can't recycle it. They can't give it away enough. They can't donate it to third world countries enough. It, it's it's a huge problem in just dealing with it. And so maybe that's Amazon's way of saying uh, we can't force you to, to get your get your shit together. But uh, <laughs> maybe this will force uh, you know. A, a, another thing I think they could do is like on reviews. A product that has ninety thousand reviews that it's been accruing since twenty fifteen. I, I I think. They should actually cut that. They should only show like reviews. Like, if they're gonna show like sales in the last week, show reviews in the last six months or something. Because oh, that's a cool
1: idea. Something along <laughs>
0: those lines, and, or let you hit a button that actually shows that, it splits it out. So, if it's got 90,000 reviews, you just click over it or hover over it, and it'll say something like 600 in the last six months that are 4.9 stars. But the average wow. for this product is 4.3 because maybe you had a product and you fixed some issues. Maybe when you first launched your product, it was selling gangbusters, and you had some complaints, and you went in and you fixed those issues that people were complaining about. That's going to be difficult to actually reflect in that score. Now, Amazon takes, you know, when, they, when they're given the score, there there is some, some funny math in there. It's not just a straight average or straight median. So they are factoring recency in uh, somewhat in that. But I think they could take that to the next level, and that would help. People that actually are truly trying to put out a good product and trying to fix problems and listen to customers actually have an edge or have have a leg up and not be penalized for some early mistakes that may or may not have been their fault.
1: Yeah, that's that's a really good, did you think of that right now? Yeah, (laughs) that's a really good idea because like it reminds me of like very random like let's say i go to like a restaurant or store um and like oh i'm so happy or let's say i was so upset with the results but like you know one like one time was good but the second time was bad i always wish like i could leave like two separate reviews based on two separate like you know experiences so it kind of reminded me of that whenever you said that, um, but that's a really good idea. I think it should. I, I feel like it, it's like everyone deserves a second chance. Like if if something was bad before, but you know it's much better now. I think that will even i will help out a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean the only way around that now is you launch version two or you know just create a new ASIN once once you fix some issues. I mean there's there's ways that people deal with that, but I just think that Amazon if, if they're taking this level of what they're doing showing the sales and showing the the return rate, they should, they should finish that whole path. Uh, and and I think think that'll help consumers and it'll help straighten up some of the sellers that need, need to be uh, whipped into shape.
1: Much agreed. I like that point.
0: So speaking of whipping sellers into shape, what, what are the biggest mistakes when a new client comes to you that you see? What are like, (laughs) if you had to list like the top three, like, Oh my God, this is like, why can't people get this right? What are the 3 biggest issues
1: uh when when a new client comes to you seeking your help? All right, 3 biggest issues. I mean there's a lot more, but I'll just say 3. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um okay, let's see. I would say that whatever I mentioned before is that people are not utilizing their infographics slash lifestyle images, like the secondary image space, they're not using that enough uh, or the right way. Um, like I said, you have to grab the person's attention within the first 15 to 30 seconds of them going on your listing. If they don't understand why they should buy or why this product will benefit them or solve their problem, they're out. They're going to someone else. That's one. Two, um, I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the past, but I still see it, where people view, people don't really use the description, the SEO description, right? So the, I tell people they have A plus content and they're like, and I tell them, where's your description? Oh, it's there. I'm like, no, your A plus content is there, but your crawlable SEO text is not there. And people underestimate that, yes, it does have power. Um, if Amazon could crawl the text as if it's like I could copy and paste it and it's actually in your listing, that's extra, extra space where you can be putting keywords for SEO, and for, for you to just get extra real estate space. So a lot of people have a really nice design, and so, and, but they don't put that there. So then many people say, but I don't wanna, I don't wanna ruin the consistent, nice flow of design I have. So said no problem. On the bottom, just use one module, as, put it as text, and then just put it there. No one's reading your description anyways. But if Amazon's giving you more space to use for keywords and description, then why not use it? Number three is like, well, it only applies to some people, um, and it's a little bit controversial. But I said it before, and then I got a lot of not hate for, but I got it stirred up the pot, you know. And then when then I told people, I was like, "Hold on, go try it, and then come back to me." So it's the title. People use their title the wrong way, and what I mean by that is they take the first word and they put their brand name there. So that uh, it only applies to certain people. But if what, what I say is take your brand name out, either put it at the end. Well, Amazon tells
0: them that they're, they're reading the terms of service It says, goes brand name first, model number second. That's the people that are trying to, to, to be buttoned up that are doing that. But I agree with you, that it's a waste it's 100% I mean, I mean, a hundred percent waste. Amazon forces your category. hand unless they force your hand for some reason, don't do it. I agree. No, with you. So what
1: you that's mean? what I say. So take away your 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 brand name from the beginning of the title. If you really want to put it at the end or don't put it at all, then use the first four or five keywords are the most important for two reasons. One, that's what Amazon gives you, you know, Amazon takes into account the first four or five keywords are the most important. And two, when someone's scrolling on desktop and especially on mobile and the half the titles cut off that's what they see first again so the subconscious mind wants to see your title and understand it's a sports water bottle they don't want to know that it's uh, national geographic or whatever it is just a huge random name in all caps lock and then a sports water bottle you want them to understand right away th- what the product is so for as an seo uh, standpoint um the first four or five keywords are the most important and then also um, just in, 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 a brand standpoint, it just don't waste your time or do what if don't waste your title with, with your brand name molding in the beginning. It's just too much.
0: Cause I mean, your brand yeah. name is in the brand name field. You'll still end. Exactly. So, yeah. So, the exactly. Brand name. so if people are looking for, and if you have a, a strong brand name, most of us don't, but if you have a, if people are searching for your brand and I always say you're not a true brand until you have at least, this is just my number that I made up. 3,000 searches per month on that name. So if people are, if my brand name is Kevin's Dog Treats, uh, I need, there needs to be, when I search in my search term report or I I go to brand analytics, it needs to show up, Kevin's Dog Treats, just those three words are are showing up at least 3,000 times or more, then you're actually a true brand. People are actually looking for you by name. They're not just looking for dog treats and yours are the coolest ones or have the best listing or the best pictures. They're actually looking for you by name. that would be the only case where you might consider putting it in the beginning because, yeah, yeah. but other than that, I agree with you. It, it's, a total, total waste unless Amazon, like I said, forces you to do it because that's technically the rule.
1: Yep. Very well said.
0: <laughs> what, all right. So we, we got time for like two more. You said there's a ton of these. What's uh, like number four, <laughs> number five,
1: um, let me see. So, uh, I mean, the video aspect, I think people underestimate the power of video. Um, I've seen where you put your video as like the second or third like image on your listing. I forgot how people do that, but I think it's it's a good idea whenever you can answer people's questions um, through that video, right? So at the end of the day, no one has a product, right? So you have to do a really, really good job at the image being really good, so it explains the story, and they feel like the product is in front of them, which it's not. But if you get a video that answers all the questions, and also people are, are again, visual, and they heard, and now like, they feel like they're connected to your video, I feel like that's gonna help a lot on your listing.
0: All right, number five.
1: <laughs> You're really pushing me to that, edge
0: over here. I'll ask you one that, uh, that comes to, to play when it comes to SEO. What about the Q&A section?
1: Oh, okay. The Q and A section is so underutilized. So underutilized. You understand? I said this like three years ago. I was just giving a speech. I forgot which conference it was. I was giving a speech. I was like, "You guys don't understand. Q and A section, one of the most underestimated spots on your whole product detail page. Why? Ask me why, Kevin.
0: (laughs) Uh, Why? Why is that Q and A section so?
1: So why does everybody ignore it? Why is it so valuable? Okay, why is it so valuable? There's so okay for imagine, first of all, you just launch your product, right? You're not indexed for any of your keywords, or you're, you're not yet indexed for any of your keywords. If someone goes on your listing and asks a question using those keywords, it automatically gets indexed on your listing, especially in different categories where, um, where some there's restricted keywords and whatnot where you can't ask, you know, different whatever it is. So, like, let's say CBD or tobacco. When someone asks, Oh, is this, um, whatever does it is it compatible or can you use it with whatever you know with those keywords you're automatically going to be indexed yeah, I've, seen, like, into-
0: I've seen people do that with like cbd like you can't put the exactly. word yeah. cbd or you know some of the pesticide words and some of that stuff but i've seen people actually with like cbd or hemp oils they will actually type have someone go and ask a question that will say uh, does this product contain uh cbd And then someone will answer it, say, and they they answer it in an official way. Uh, And they'll say something to the effect of uh, CBD products are not allowed, CBD and cannabis, CBD (laughs) and cannabis products are not allowed on Amazon. It's against the terms of service Uh, or, you know, something to that effect. It makes it sound like it's they're officially saying, but they're getting those words in there again. And all of a sudden, boom, the ads start working for those words, Uh, They Mm -hmm. start indexing for those words
1: um it's it's powerful um and the cherry on top is when when people use your competition's brand name on the question and answers and now whenever people search up their brand name then your listing is going to start to come up
0: now, does that just take one answer or do you need to like, um, is there like a certain, you need to have it
1: like in two or three or four or five of these or what are you seeing? I mean, there's no limit. I don't know. I haven't tested it out, but I've seen people do it where they, oh, how does this compare to A, B, and C brand? And then you could say, oh, you know, this brand, the A, B, C brand doesn't have, uh, you know, this feature. Our brand has this feature. And then again, plugging your sports water bottle on the main, you know, short tail keywords in there too. That's just a, a fun little twist on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the Q&A section can be some valuable stuff to actually uh, help uh, in, in a lot of ways, uh, as, as we just uh, as we just discussed. Mm-hmm. Well, Mark, uh, this is this has been awesome. Uh, this has been some great uh, information. If people wanted to know more about you or check on some of your services or see what you can do for them, uh, how or, or even hire you for the for your next uh, your next speech or whatever. How, <laughs> how, how, how would they do that?
1: Um, so I'm very active on LinkedIn, um, but also our website, like I said, houseofamz.com, or our secret website is amazonseo.com.
0: <laughs> so why is that secret? Why is that the secret well, website?
1: It, because it's like it officially says it, it's a really cool website, easy to remember, amazonseo.com. But officially has a name Amazon in there, so like I'm on the edge where I don't like advertise it, but it's it's a cute little thing. People remember well, amazonseo.com, so you remember. But it's like I just call it a secret website because. I mean, the house of AMZ is her. So, you know, so that our, website,
0: uh, everybody, that website, you need to go there now. That works for the next couple of weeks because uh, someone may be listening <laughs> to this. <laughs> in that like, game, like, hey, <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> and it's going to uh, get changed to something else. All right. Cool, man. Uh, well, I, I, Mark, I really appreciate your time, man. Uh, it's, been, uh, it's been great. And I look course. forward to seeing you uh, out and
1: about at uh, whatever it may be, the next event the next event exactly I, yeah i really appreciate you I had a great time it's always fun I, i'm sure we could go another 2 3 hours if we really wanted to
0: I'm sure we can. Well, we'll have you, we'll have you back on uh, um, uh, later this year or early next year, and we'll do this uh, do this again with all the. We'll see where the AI has taken us, and we'll see. Yeah, exactly. Instead the of AI. 15 people, you're down to three. Uh, oh no, no. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> yeah. and, and you're making twice as much money. Oh, uh, amen to heard. that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Uh, have a have a good one. Thank you. Hopefully, you were taking notes during this episode with Mark, or you're going to have to go back and. Uh, Rewind and re-listen to some of that. There was some really good stuff in there, and some really good uh, takeaways that you can instantly implement in your business, and hopefully see a little boost, or a little success with it. Hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll be back again next week with another great episode. Don't forget the Billion Dollar Seller Summit's coming up in just over a week. So hope to see you there. Those of you listening that are coming, looking forward to seeing you on the beach in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Before we go, here's this week's words of wisdom. You know, when you look at how the top performers in the world or on Amazon or anywhere operate, and you examine what they're really doing, what's really going on in their minds, and, and what they're really doing, you often see the complete opposite of a hack. What you see is repetition and consistency. That's the key. Everybody likes hacks, but repetition... And consistency is the key. So just take a look around. Look at the top performers in any field, anything in the world, whether it's on Amazon or uh, in sports or anywhere. And if you really examine them, you're going to really see what's going on is that they're not doing hacks. They're just being consistent and constant repetitions of the same thing. We'll see you again next week. Take care. (laughs)